Welcome to Politics and Conscience, an Iceland Academy series on how to navigate the modern challenges of public office. This is Christian Altin von Kersel, and today in episode 2 we will discuss the education of mind and soul. If you have not yet listened to the first episode on what is conscience, please do so before continuing with this episode number two. So today, the education of mind and soul. When we speak about the need to form our conscience, we mean to say that our mind and our soul should be educated and nurtured with the true, the good, and the beautiful. For the person serving in public office, and especially a Christian, this means, in the words of Pope Benedict XVI, to cultivate a listening heart, to cultivate a listening heart. In the first book of Kings, we read in chapter 3, verses 5 to 9, the following. In Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, Ask something of me, and I will give it to you. Solomon answered, You have shown great favor to your servant, my father David, because he behaved faithfully toward you, with justice and an upright heart. And you have continued this great favor toward him, even today, seating a son of his on his throne. O Lord my God, you have made me your servant, king to succeed, to succeed my father David. But I am a mere youth, not knowing at all how to act. I serve you in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a people so vast it cannot be numbered or counted. Give me your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people and to distinguish right from wrong. For who is able to govern this vast people of yours? Let me repeat the last part of this passage from the Book of Kings. When God asks Solomon or tells Solomon, he can ask what he wants. This is what the mighty King Solomon, son of David, who is taking his throne, asks God. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people and to distinguish right from wrong. For who is able to govern this vast people of yours? Do you see what happens here? The king asks for the gift of understanding 
what is right and what is wrong. He asks for wisdom, which he knows can only be obtained through a listening heart. Listening, therefore, not always the most favorite attitude of the politician, is where the formation of the conscience starts. Once we form and activate our conscience, and that should be daily, a lifelong process, human reason helps us to apply it to our actions. Since we have understood the why of what we need to do in the given situation. Let me repeat that. It helps us in our actions since we have understood through that formed conscience the why of what we need to do in the given situation. And then it goes on. He says, here we see the two fundamental concepts of nature and conscience, where conscience is nothing other than Solomon's listening heart, reason that is open to the language of being. These are the words of Benedict in his speech in the German parliament in September 2011. He says, here we see the two fundamental concepts of nature and conscience, where conscience is nothing other than Solomon's listening heart, reason that is open to the language of being. So, how do we go about educating mind and soul, forming the conscience? For the Christian, these are the minimally required steps, without which our conscience cannot be properly formed. The first one, personal prayer and the sacraments, especially regular confession and holy mass. This is part of our spiritual growth. The second, keep learning and reading it is the only source of intellectual growth. And part of this learning and reading is the constant debate, the constant discourse with other people, especially also people we might not agree with, so that we can test our ideas and convictions. Thirdly, reflection through silence and solitude we will come to discuss later in episodes number four and five, this silence and solitude are the hallmarks of some of the greatest political leaders of conscience. It is a vital need, a luxury in a loud, very sensory world and a culture of mass distraction. To build this into daily life, reflection through silence and solitude is the necessary third element of educating the conscience. The fourth one is seek and carefully nurture friendships and uplifting relationships 
and end those that bring only unrest, gossip, and negativity in our professional lives. If friendship is uplifting, or it is not a friendship. A relationship, a professional relationship, is useful, or it is not a relationship. Investing time and effort into forming our conscience daily should thus be the absolute priority of the politician. Only a formed conscience enables us to withstand its two biggest enemies. So the two biggest enemies of conscience. Indifference and coercion. Indifference is the problem that lies with the person itself. Coercion is usually something that comes from the outside. In our next session, we will discuss how a conscience that is constantly being formed to resist this indifference and coercion also requires a unity of life. Today we close with wise words from Bakhanoskit, wise and experienced as he was as a public office holder who knew what forming his conscience meant. Dag Hammerskjöld said, political life can or should be a constant education. Once again, political life can or should be a constant education. All public leaders, he goes on to say, face the challenge of new learning. Learning therefore education, is most of all listening with the active mind, the engaged mind. Otherwise, it is just hearing, which does not lead to listening. Hence the words of King Solomon upon the taking possession of his throne are so immensely important for the public office leader to internalize. He says, and I repeat it, give your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people and to distinguish right from wrong. For who is able to govern this vast people of yours? In conclusion, two words to reflect from this text. One word is understanding. That is what King Solomon asks for, not just hearing, he asks for understanding. And second, he speaks about to distinguish, to distinguish which is discerning, distinguish, discerning, which in turn requires reflection, learning, prayer. Hence, our conscience is formed.